Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Crickblog Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Nash. Plenty of cricket to cover over the last week. Um, how are you going, mate? Yeah, I've been good. Um, cricket season started, so I've been started to uh, I've started to play myself now, and li- really looking forward to the season here up in Darwin. But it's going to be stinking hot, and as you said, there's plenty of cricket already played last week. So really looking forward to discussing that. So stinking hot where you are in Darwin, pretty much all year round. It's starting to get a nice and cool here down in Sydney. I've got the hoodie yeah, it must on. Must be nice. <laughs> the hoodie on oh it depends if you like the cold it's beautiful during the day here though nice and sunny beautiful april weather but yeah in the evening it's starts to get a little bit chilly but um keeping busy with all the cricket happening and um a big week gone by in the ipl um and i think i think now you're going to be starting to rub your hands together regarding rcb um so we'll we'll touch we'll touch we'll touch on that in a little bit more detail but in this podcast Nash and I will talk about what's happened in the IPL so far. We'll also give you a, a little story about us um, in terms of our first experiences at cricket matches at an early age because we have a very special guest on this podcast. We had a chat with uh, Johns Benny um, at Crick Crazy Johns on Twitter, a super fan, incredible fan of cricket. Um, and he spoke to us about his story and he also gave his take on the IPL as well. We'll also touch on the Sheffield Shield where Queensland, far too good for New South Wales. Another very good Nash prediction there. Uh, Pakistan, defeating South Africa. We'll we'll touch on that a little bit. And then we'll have a special feature question uh, at the end of the podcast as well that some fans on Twitter have been kind enough to answer. So, Nash, um, I'd be right in saying that RCB have been the most impressive side in the tournament so far. Would you agree? Yes, I would definitely agree. And my Prediction is more closer than yours now. So um, that smug face is get, you're practicing that smug oh. face at the end of the season, but you never know with RCB really. So I'm, I'm, I'm still on the me, fence. I'm Don't still on the fence. Uh, but no, the, the most impressive, impressive thing about RCB's performance has been their bowling, definitely. Mm. I mean, uh, even last night with against KKR, the way they... Um, defended the total and you know the firstly they put a good total with obviously Glenn Maxwell and AB de Villiers coming along pretty well and that has been the revelation for them I think and just just to put things into perspective they haven't had Virat Kohli or Dave that particle still you know they haven't fired on all cylinders so correct uh, we still have to see that and then put that into context with uh, how they performed yet last night, especially the bowling unit against a batting lineup of Shubman Gill, Tripathi, Morgan, Nitesh Rana, who's in uh, red hot form right now. You felt they were always and in control, didn't you? Dinesh Karthik, Shakibul Hassan, mm. Andrew Russell. So, yep. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I mentioned Siraj only because of the way he has been trolled, you know, previously mm. in IPL that he's not a, you know, he's not a, um, white ball bowler, but the way he has developed himself over the last 12 months or, you know, six months since the last IPL, it has been brilliant. And then obviously you add people like Harshad Patel, uh, Kyle Jameson, Washington Sundar, even Yuzvendra Chahal has been off form right now, but I think, I think the whole bowling unit is finally clicking. Yeah. I, you know, I touched on my prediction. It's not looking great so far, but I did mention before the tournament as well that I could easily get it wrong because there was a lot of uncertainty around RCB. Like, was Maxwell going to fire? We all know, like, he's had a bit of a tough time in IPL in recent seasons. But the move to have him at number four has been a masterstroke. Like, one thing I will say is in our YouTube preview of RCB, I said De Villiers should bat at five um, because he's so good when he comes out and that 12, around that 12 over mark and he can really wreak havoc at the death. One yep. person commented and asked if I was high, high as high F was 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 the was the term he <laughs> used. But I go, I'm being, I went back to him and said, look, the statistics say De Villiers around the twelve over mark, he wreaks havoc because he's got that ability to come in straight away and just launch it all over the park. Yep. Where so many yep. other players, Maxwell included, needs a bit of time to get going first before he fires, and Maxwell in at four just gives him that chance to get settled. I also agree with you, man. The bowling has been superb. This, in my opinion, now the first three games, the best RCB have looked on a consistent basis for a good few years now. 
yeah, the tournament is still in its early stages, but the way they're playing full of confidence, they look well-rounded all of a sudden. Um, When you have Maxwell, Siraj, as you mentioned, and Harshal Patel coming into that side and they're all making a significant contribution, it's looking really good for them. So we're looking really and and Maxwell, yeah, Maxwell holding the orange cap for a while there before Shikhar took it in the next match. But you know what a what a tournament Maxwell is having. I think um, all all the strength to him. You know what was that to top score of thirty two? Top score of thirty two last season. He's crossed that three yes. times in a row without a six, without, without even a six, without hitting one six, without a six. So from they, Glenn they Maxwell, took, they, yeah. they took a risk there. But what they're doing, they're enabling him to perform. I think they've really instilled him yeah. with a lot of self belief. They've given him yep. a set role at number four. I think his role at uh, Kings Punjab last year or Punjab Kings, it wasn't very set. Um, they tried to use him as a finisher right at the back end of their innings rather than you know, maybe using him at number four where he's been yeah. playing really, really well for RCB. So kudos to him. What, what the key is going to be for RCB is, again, uh, the bowling has, you know, for years and years, we have been saying that since the IPL started, since the first season, the bowling is going to be the key. And... To be fair, from the three matches they have played, in the two of them, they have defended the total really you know, successfully. And one of them was a really low total against SRH. And a batting lineup of SRH was really strong as well. So, I mean, what do you make of the bowling lineup going forward? Do you see any changes happening or do you see them sticking to the same bowling lineup throughout? Um, I think they'll stick to the same bowling lineup for the, in the meantime. I know they moved to Mumbai um, very soon. I think yep. it might be their next game because they'll then play the Rajasthan Royals, I think, on the 21st of April. That's correct. Or yep. the 22nd of April, sorry. Or no, 22nd, yeah. They'll play the Royals at the Wankhede, and we saw last night how flat the Wankhede pitch was. So it's going to be a challenge for the RCB bowlers to sort of adjust to that. They've been very good on the Chepok pitch. Where they've used the the slow the slow nature of the pitch really well. But what I've been impressed with RCB, fans have mentioned that they've been away from the Chinnaswamy and that's been an advantage for them. It has in a way, but at the same time, Bangalore have struggled against spin in the middle overs. And when you're playing on a yep. slow turning track, like they have been this season, for them to be batting so well, that that's even more credit to Maxwell in particular for that yep. for that impetus in the middle overs. So that just goes to show they've got a little bit of more of um, what's the word for it? A little bit more to their game this season. I think there's a little bit more to RCB than more the one-dimensional stuff we saw in the past. Even when the ball's spinning and the spinners are looking to make a dent, they're still able to score quickly in the middle period where it's been a big concern for them. Little bit of um factor. Yeah, exactly. Zing and pep. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Like a little bit, a little bit different. Like it's not about yes. Coley and the Villiers. It's not about Coley at the top. Let's try to get the Villiers yep. in late and try hit a few sixes. It's in the yep. middle overs as well. That was a problem for RCB over the years, especially last season as well. But look at them now on a slow pitch where we thought they, they might struggle against spin as they have done. They've done really, really well. So now it's about yep. transferring that form over to the one Ketty. Where and, the- and to be fair, to be fair, I think they struggled. Against spin, yeah, even yesterday against you know Warren Chakravarti and in the um, early stages, yeah. seeing at the start, yeah, mm. in the in the first few overs, and um, all credit to Maxwell, the way he came, the way he in the came past, up in, you know, in the, the past, we'd see an RCB yeah. crumble in a situation yeah, like exactly. that. It's a chipwalk track; it's not always going to yeah, be free exactly. flowing for batting, exactly. But yep. the way they bounce back and score over two hundred, KKR were never going to chase that. So now it's the the challenge for RCB going forward is to produce those sort of performances on in the different conditions. Yep. If they can do that, you know, a first title could potentially away, and that would be some sight. Yeah. And all right, now moving away from RCB, mm. the second game of the night yesterday, mm. the Punjab Kings and the Delhi Capitals. I mean, Shikhar Dhawan he yeah. is in red-hot form. He is. You, you can't take anything away from the 35-year-old um, who was recently dropped from the Indian T2011 about that. England. Yeah, and, I'm going to touch uh, on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yep. Remember, we saw K.R. Rahul last season talk about strike rate being yes. overrated in a, T, in a T20 tournament. Um, you see Shikhar Dhawan coming out and saying he's been working on his strike rate looking yep. to take more risks and not really worrying if he's, if he's going to get out or not sort of playing with that freedom. And he's been brilliant, man. Yep. He sort of he flicked the switch last season 
in IPL, um, really changing. He's always been a player, low 120 strike rate. Yeah. Shikar. But he has just exploded into form and he gives Delhi such a different Definitely. dimension when you've got Prithvi Shaw in that kind of form. Rishabh Pant, Marcus Stoin is hitting the ball well as well last night. So that was Steve really good. Steve Smith was back in the team. Steve Smith was back in the, the team. I was said about, a, the a less, bit surprised, but... The less said about that innings, the better. I mean, Smithy, the shot to get out... Um, you know, you don't want to show that to any child growing up. It might haunt them for the rest yeah. of their lives because that's not a Smithy shot. He doesn't have to do that because he's got all the class in the world. Yeah. Smithy, he's, one of his key strengths in white ball cricket for me is his ability to score quickly, just playing yeah. normal cricket shots. Yep. I don't know yep. what that shot was. It was a half tennis, <laughs> half full shot. It was, yeah, it wasn't the best. So I think Smudge, like Maxi, just got to have that clean mindset yeah. and focus and I, I on think his strengths. Have- we have seen we have seen Steve Smith score, yeah, you know, hundred of hundred of sixty balls in one day. So there's no reason he can't do it in the team. That second ODI against India, where he scored hundred of yep. sixty balls again. Sixty. Yeah. So, exactly. Someone said it perfectly. He goes, the guy scored hundred of sixty odd balls. He hasn't even taken a risk. Yeah. That's definitely. Steve Smith at his best. Is when he's not even taken a risk when he's playing that fluent cricket. Like he can score quickly. Yep. We've seen it in the past. Even recently in, in T20 international cricket, you know, back end of 2019, early 2020, he was scoring quickly, but yep, he wasn't definitely. doing it with ugly hacks. He was doing yep. it through good cricket shots. And that's what he's got to focus yep. on, I think, Smudge. And I think he'll he'll know that and want to put his best foot forward. So staying on Delhi Capitals, I just want to mm. touch on one player, Chris Wokes. Mm. What are your thoughts on T20, you know, his T20 career? And I think we missed discussing Chris Wokes when Dan and Kez from uh, We Cricket were on yeah. the podcast in the, mm. in, the, in the first episode. And I think he, he has been the, he has been a key player for Delhi Capitals this season as it well. Has. And he has, you know, in the bowling department as well. So I think, Ingl- and he hasn't played a T20 international since 2015. So that's six years. And, you know, this may be his chance to tell the England selectors that, you know, look at me and, you know, this is what I can do. Excellent in the power play stuff early in the innings is brilliant. Um, I think you want to sort of improve at the death as well. Um, I think last night he could have been a little bit better in that area. Um, but yeah, again, the beauty of the IPL is that the play, players who get a chance will always get the opportunity to showcase what they've got to their national selectors. And Chris Works is one of those players and he's been really good for Delhi Capitals so far this season. Um so if he can, if he's able to continue that, um, I'm not sure you know when and and Rick Norkia will get back into the side or if he will get back into the side, given how good works is going. We just need to see if he can maintain that sort of form. And so now, on Punjab Kings, man, yeah. same old story. Same old story. I think a lot of fans were expecting things to be a bit different. I know it's still early this in the season, but. They could easily think, be. They could easily be zero wins, three losses. You know, if that Sandry yeah. Sampson shot went a few meters further, they nearly missed. They nearly failed to defend two twenty odd in the first game. Yeah. If they scored two twenty yesterday, is... if they scored two twenty yesterday, I don't think they would have defended it either. Delhi Capitals did it with ease. What's yep. the problem with Punjab Kings? I think, I think, I think the problem has been that the bowling department has not, you know has not clicked at all. Mm. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy when you, when you have a look at this, you know, their bowling department and their um, oh, analysis after the game, it's, there's nothing to be impressed about. It's just, you know, even their bowling has been pretty subpar and it has, it hasn't been on the mark. They haven't bowled T20 line and lens and they have been picked apart, especially as, as you said, in the, in the first game itself, Sanju, Sanju Samson, played a blinder of an innings. I mean, when, when the batsman plays that kind of an innings, there's, yeah, you have to, you know, all credit to him, but. Happens too often with Punjab. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. The bowling department has to come up with plans and the captain has to back his bowlers. And I think that has been a problem with Kale Rahul as well, that he, maybe he's too focused on his own batting that, you know, he's not focusing on the captaincy side of things with the bowling department. You know, I, I'm not sure. I'm obviously not in the not in the inner circle of King, Punjab Kings, but yeah. I'm only guessing that K. Rahul has had problems with his own batting now for a while, 
that he's not able to focus on the captaincy side of things and something's got to give something's got to change yeah. there so maybe you know change in leadership i know that won't happen uh, anytime soon but then change in the you know bowling something in the bowling department has to change they put a, a lot of trust in the two Aussies uh Riley Meredith and Jai Richardson who don't have a lot of international experience yeah um they're two very talented bowlers and we rate them quite highly here in Australia but that's a, that's a big ask when those two guys are going to form the key part of your bowling strategy for the season where they don't have a lot of experience on the international Definitely. circuit. Um, Definitely. And, and even, even the Indian international, Mohammad Shami has been going at yesterday. He went at 13.25. Yeah. That's an, that's not an economy of Shami. I mean, we know he know. can, he's one of the best, you know, I know there were a few unlucky edges in India. there. I know there were a few yeah. unlucky edges in there and stuff, but still that's 13 yeah. and over. That's, that's, for the leading seamer, there's a, a real, it's a real problem because you've got to do a lot of catching up after that. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, it has uh, been, it has been, you know, nothing to write home about. So. Yep. I mean, like I said, I had similar concerns about Punjab Kings, great batting, a lot of firepower there, but it's in that bowling department. And so far we've seen RCB significant improvement this season. It hasn't been the same yet for the Kings. So have to wait and see what happens. Definitely. Um, now, a team that's shocked me. Well, the way they've lost, in a way, was a big concern. But Sunrise is Hyderabad in winning positions this season. Yep. And they've gone on to lose three games in a row. They desperately need Caden Williamson back in that side. I think they? he's going to be the answer. I think he's going to yes. be the answer, to be honest. Um the way they lost the last match, I think it was against uh, Mumbai Indians. Um, again, as you said, from winning That's positions. two times where... in a row. They were in a good position exactly. against RCB as well. I thought the way they finished with the ball against RCB was very disappointing. They're playing yep. on a slow pitch and they're bowling a lot of fast-paced, full-paced, full tosses and, and, and slot deliveries that the Bangalore put away for key death runs. Yeah, And, and then yeah, the, the batting, the capitulation, that's a real problem. It's a real problem. I think, and I think um, when Kane Williamson does come back, mm. you know, Mujibur Rahman will go out. Otherwise, I don't see anyone else going out because Warner and Bairstow and Rashid Khan won't definitely, you know, they won't definitely be dropped. So it's our, it's only Mujibur Rahman yes. as a foreign player. So, uh, and with, with Kane Williamson coming in, they have to make, again, they will make a change in the, in the Indian department as well to strengthen their bowling. So I think in that sense as well, I think Virat Singh is the batsman who will unfortunately miss out. Obviously he's a youngster. He, he will definitely come back in the future years. But then uh, again, as, as you have been saying since the start of the IPL, Abdul Samad has yeah. to be sent up the order. So what it. are your thoughts on that? I saw David Warner praying. He had, yeah. his, uh, he's had his eyes closed and, and hands together sort of captioned it on Twitter saying, God, give me the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge to bat Abdul Samad higher up the order when the situation demands it. Yeah, A player like that come in, maybe a quick 20 off eight balls can take the pressure off. Definitely. Give it a chance. If it doesn't work out, okay, you've got the solidity afterwards of someone like a Vijay Shankar or Even someone Manish like that. Pandey. Or Manish yeah. Pandey after that. Something like that. Change it up a little bit, yep. you know, because... I think SRH that they've got too much quality for me in in their squad to to be performing like that. In my opinion, I know their middle order has been a little bit of a problem for them, but but I agree with you. I think Kane Williamson coming back into that side is going to be very very important. We saw the value he provided last season, so I think when he's a fit and available, they have to bring him back quickly. Yeah, because you know there's, it's a long season, yes, but you don't want to fall too far behind in a Definitely. in a league where you know the likes of RCB. Mumbai haven't even hit full straps yet. There's a few teams there uh, looking to hit top form. You don't want to fall too far behind. Yeah. You know you know what? We keep saying it's a long season. It's a long season. Yes, it, it is a long season, but... But the games come quickly. Exactly. And, and you can, you you can know, lose seven a games few in down, a row. Yeah, 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 exactly. Eight, mm. eight games down, you haven't won anything. And then so suddenly you're, you're not even in the contention for the playoff position. True. So you have to after game three i think you have to have know what your combinations are what your team is going to look like till the last game so everything's settled and as as we've definitely you know spoken in our ipl team previews as well that 
once the team combinations are confirmed, make sure that you don't chop and change too often. And then that, that way everyone knows where they, what their role is and where they are playing. Agree. Like I felt nothing against Mujibur Rahman. He's a superb bowler, but someone like Muhammad Nabi, if you wanted to play the spin option, might have been better for his batting as well yeah. because they need that in yeah. the middle. And Jason Holt, I thought, was maybe harsh to be left out because he took three wickets in the previous game and he can provide batting cover as well. So it's just decisions like those for, for Sunrises. You have to now that team combination. Um, they've been very consistent in the past. They've had a very shaky start. So their next game against Punjab Kings, that's going to be a crucial one early in the tournament. So it'd be interesting. So listeners, that has been our IPL preview so far and keep listening for our IPL previews next week for the matches that that will happen in, in the week coming in the week coming forward. And then now we have a very special guest. Do you want to introduce him, Shabel? Of course. Um, I'm a super fan. That's how I refer to him as. He's got, look, he's got tens of thousands of followers on Twitter, but he's remained so humble. Whenever I've got a request and, and I send him a message, he's very, very quick to reply. I know it's the same with so many other fans on Twitter. It's, it's John's Benny at Crick Crazy John's on Twitter. He's very, very well known. Um, very, very humble. He always takes the time out to interact with, with fans to provide some always very valuable information on cricket, whether it's updates, news, or his own opinion. So it was an absolute pleasure to have him on. Um, and here's the chat with, with Johns. Okay. And here on the Crick Blog podcast, we've been blessed with some wonderful guests, as I've mentioned previously, but arguably none more so than this man, uh, one of the biggest super fans uh, of cricket that you'll ever see. Um, John's Benny at Crick Crazy John's on Twitter. Welcome to the Crick Blog Podcast. How are you, mate? I'm fine. Thanks for inviting me into this podcast. No, no. Thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, you know, I know you, you're very busy providing some wonderful updates for us all on Twitter. So we, we thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, the first question we want to ask you today is, is where and when did the cricket journey start for you? And what role has cricket played in your life? Uh, I think uh, I had a small, small, small memories of 2004, 2005 region. Then uh, near to 2007 World Cup, uh, uh, we brought a cable into the house. So uh, then after I used to follow all the matches around the world, uh, I tried to follow. Then social media came. So it uh, yeah. brought up more easier. You We can have Bus, Cricket 4, etc. website. So we used to read articles earlier. It was just uh, magazines and newspapers only. Uh, but right now, uh, we have lots of uh, websites. Uh, it, it has been become more easier for anyone who follows cricket, uh, who followed um, 10 years back or 20 years back. Yep. Yep. And so going on from that, what do you make of the current cricket fans and the whole fandom in India and globally for cricket? I think uh, day by day we have seen we are witnessing new new fans uh, into cricket uh, because uh, uh, there are other sports as well. If you look at football, ISL came in and other kabaddi etc. has been coming through uh, the ranks, but uh, the uh, uh, the fan base of cricket never uh, dips down in India compared to other uh, non-Asian countries. In Asia, we have. Uh, Pakistan is there, Bangladesh is there, Sri Lanka is there, they have hardcore fans. But uh, compared to Australia or England or any West Indies or any other countries, uh, the fans never uh, move away from the team or they have that core relationship. Even now, IPL came. if, if uh, uh, 10 years back, there was that attachment to Indian cricket team. But right now, that has reduced. Uh, but still, uh, if you look at IPL teams, the attachment has more uh, towards IPL teams, especially state. Uh, if uh, yes. someone from Chennai uh, has more uh, attachment to that uh, team, so it will increase only uh, IPL team. IPL will be uh, uh, going to 10 teams. Maybe in future, we can see 12, 14 teams after 10 or 20 years. So uh, the attachment will be increasing only day to day, uh, day by day in India. And you see that on Twitter, right? I, I see a lot of fan wars between players, Rohit versus Virat. 
Yeah. I'm not a fan of it. I don't know about you, Johns. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, during school time, I used to have uh, fan fights. <laughs> uh, like uh, yeah. Dhoni versus uh, Gambir, Dhoni versus uh, Sehwag fans, etc. Yeah, yeah. But uh, after 23, 24 years, it reduces gradually. Everyone <laughs> go through that phase. So uh, it's yep. not a big thing. Fan fights uh, uh, bring lots of new fans into it. Mm. You just learn to and enjoy the learn. cricket. Yeah. Uh, yes, we can learn more as well. Um, uh, uh, we can learn more about cricket also. Uh, even through fan fights. Uh, it, uh, uh, if it goes ugly only, uh, uh, they have, uh, it has issues, etc. Other than discussions uh, led to a new knowledge, etc. Everyone go through that phase. And speaking of players, is there a player or players who helped you fall in love with the game? At an early age, who was your you know, favorite player growing up? Uh, 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 from India, it will be uh, Dhoni, uh, then overseas, uh, Jack Ellis was there, mm. uh, then few others was as well there. But uh, all together, uh, it will be MS Dhoni, then uh, that's allowed to move towards CSK. Uh, then after that ban, uh, it, the attachment towards the team uh, really increases for everyone who follows or who likes CSK after, since 2018, uh, the love for the club has increased, uh, which uh, I don't think it would have been there. Uh, it, it would have been there, but uh, the attachment was more towards the club from 2018. Yeah. And speaking of MS Dhoni, do you, not, not only relating to MS Dhoni, but do you have a favorite cricket match in mind? And why, why is it your favorite cricket match over, over all the years you have been following cricket? Uh, if you speak about MS Dhoni, everyone will be speaking about the World Cup final uh, scored yeah. and beaten 91. Uh, but uh, uh, the uh, my love started from uh, that Pakistan series where he started finishing along with Yuvraj Singh. Yeah. It changed mm. the dynamics of Indian cricket. Yuvraj uh, and Mahendra Singh Dhoni's middle order batting. Uh, it, uh, if you look at any um, generation uh, in Indian cricket, there won't be a uh, middle order combination like Virat Singh and Mahendra Singh Dhoni. Maybe in future, we can see KL Rahul or Rishabh Pant or Hardik Pandey or Rishabh Pant. Someone can uh, take that role. But yeah. uh, if you look at uh, till 2021, there will be only Virat Singh and MS Dhoni. And in terms of your own personal cricketing journey, where do you see that going from here into the future? I haven't decided anything much. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a few papers to complete in engineering, etc. So uh, I'm yeah. not uh, looking into future in cricket, uh, just to follow the game as much as I can. That's awesome. Uh, then yeah. I don't know where it goes. And now, so on to the IPL, the obvious question. Um, what have you made of the IPL season so far and which team has impressed you the most? I think uh, it should be Bangalore Royals and GSA. Yeah. Before the IPL uh, started, it, uh, I rated them as underdogs to playoff stage. But uh, they, uh, the way they use the resources, like Maxwell in middle order, uh, against spinners, uh, Harsha Patel in death overs, using Kyle Jameson uh, before 16th over, Siraj as power play overs. So they are using these resources uh, at uh, 100%. That's the good quality of Michaelson and Simon Katic. Uh, from 2020 season, we have seen how well they played in 2020 season. Yeah, with Chris Morris got injured, uh, still they made into the playoffs. So we have seen uh, that maximizing the resources has been the mantra for uh, Michaelson and Simon Catty. So uh, it's a great progress for uh, RCB to look forward. Especially uh, the team was uh, really down when Vettori and Ashish Nara was. Yeah. That's still going on. Then they made they left them. So uh, it was uh, really a bad phase for RCB. Uh, they made into the uh, playoff stage after four or five years uh, last year. So uh, we can, uh, we need to admit how well RCB has been picking up uh, through uh, last two, last one or two years. Even though he, they made some bad calls in auction, but uh, they have been uh, playing the cards really well with the resources. Uh, then second team, uh, it will be Mumbai Indians. Uh, everyone knows their strength. Uh, they have a perfect 11 uh, through every phases. They have the powerhouse yeah. of uh, Hardik, yeah. uh, Pollard, then Cornell. So uh, Mumbai Indians uh, will be 
uh, we we might see another dominant uh, season as well but uh, playing in chepok might affect them because they don't have that spin depth other than piyush chawla in the bench so they even they also made few mistakes uh, in the auction as well they could have uh, brought in better players as well uh, they uh, they they might have gone for a better player than jimmy nisham etc they he could have been uh, proven handy in these conditions so uh, every team has made that uh, mistake so every team has that weaknesses uh, first uh, first week uh, it will be uh, it should be bangalore royal changes how uh, well they maximize the resources yeah so would think- you say would you say mi versus rcb for the final do you want to see that no it's too early to uh, <laughs> yeah. talk about rcb uh, uh, it's too uh, tough for predict but i it's because uh, it's because i think nash predicted that before the tournament is that right nash <laughs> or no yes i did oh, okay. yes i did yeah i i, I did not predict I it think, but i would love to see that yes uh, i think sunrisers will be making a comeback there i think so lost, too yeah uh, lost two yeah. matches and uh, they have that conditions favorable because they play three more matches in chepok uh, then they will go to delhi so they have the spin attack once kane williamson is back uh, in the yes. middle order it will uh, help warner to go uh, after the bowling from uh, first ball right now the middle order is a little bit shaky and inexperienced once kane williamson is back uh, it will give that yeah. confidence to uh, warner as well so i think sunrisers will be making a comeback uh then uh, one more uh, kkr has been doing really well uh, even if you look at that mumbai indians uh, match uh, till 35th over the, that 40 innings they played really well they uh, really restricted mumbai indians uh, mumbai they didn't give mumbai indians any chance till 35th over but after that uh, dinesh karthik and rasel couldn't finish that match so uh, there are signs for few teams uh, which didn't look that great before ipl they have been playing really well they are using the matchups really well statics uh, analytics etc they have been using well so uh, uh, it will be even more close ipl than last year it's been really exciting so far the the competitiveness and i agree with you about rcb because i said before the tournament that they're underdogs as well so i'm glad i'm not alone but i think i agree with you they've used their resources very well and i've been very impressed with maxi from an aussie perspective that's really really good to see and harsha patel has been such a good addition to that team especially at yes. the back end because i think that's where they sort of might have struggled with their auction purchases yeah yep. so it'll be interesting to see what happens Speaking of CSK, Johns, you said you you like CSK. What do you make of their chances this year? They had an excellent win yesterday against Punjab. Do you think they can build on it? Uh, yes, still bowling is a bit worry. If you uh, if they are defending the total, it will be uh, bowling is really shaky. They don't have that express pace. Yeah, uh, they have Lungi and Giddy in bench, but still, if you uh, bring in Lungi and Giddy, we need to drop someone uh, either Bravo or. uh faf uh, i don't think they'll be dropping sam kuran or moinali moinali has been excellent in last two matches and yep. uh, sam kuran has earned the trust from dhoni as well so uh, lungi won't be coming directly into the team but uh, while defending the total it will be uh, a difficult task for csk moving forward as well and they uh, they don't have a wrist spinner as well other than imran tahir uh, even he is also overseas so uh, it will be it won't be easy for him to play as well so uh, the issue for uh, csk will be moving forward will be uh, defending the to- total batting is excellent uh, they have robin uttappa even in the bench if ruthiraj is going through a bad phase uh, they can include robin uttappa then open with faf as well then moinali has been in excellent form uh, reina can take down the spinners there is sam kuran there is jadeja as well so depth is there i think uh, yeah uh, deepak chahar is batting at number 11 so uh, they can go after ball uh, from ball one so uh, def- chasing won't be a, a difficult task for csk it will it all depends on how they will going to defend the total when one once they lose the toss mm, fair point and and um now coming on to the indian side coming on to the indian team how do you think this indian team right now can go in the next few years let's say 5 to 10 years because they have been building something really special over the last couple of years in all formats and they have been really going going well do you think we can finally see an indian team cricket dynasty like we have seen with west indies and australia yes it's uh, it is sure we have seen in australia no uh, how well they played even after uh, lots of injuries uh, yeah. boomerang yeah. injured domesh injured 
be injured so we have seen uh, that uh, small small signs in australia and even in uh, depth uh, if you look at a uh, under 23 indian uh, t20 side there will be padikal shah gill uh, there will be rian parag there will be uh, guys ishan kishan is there then uh, rahul chahar nagar koti akshadeep ishan porel so there are tons of guys waiting i think uh, india can play uh, we will be seeing that india a versus india match uh, in england as well in july before the five match test series so we are going to witness the depth uh, just need to uh, uh, give that a, a side matches which india have bcc have been doing for last few years i think uh, india a has played more uh, first class matches than any a side in the world so uh, yeah. uh, moving forward if india can, bcc can give that we will be seeing the domination of indian team uh, for next uh 10 20 years yeah that conversation as an australian makes me upset because i remember when we were dominant but i i believe india can can go forward and be a very very good side we saw talent, that in australia yeah, yeah 100% you've got the depth and the talent um and if the selectors can get it right in all formats you'd be very hard to stop um johns i wanted to ask one more thing the big tour of england coming up a little bit later this year um provided everyone's fit and you've got a full squad to choose from how do you think you'll go in the test series over there i think india has a settled unit i would like to see uh, shubman gill in middle order i have been saying for a long time uh, shubman gill is perfect for middle order once the transition period happens when pujara or kohli or rahana moves away it should be uh, shubman gill the backbone of indian test side after five or six years uh he should be taking the role so i would like to see him middle order but uh the opening will be shaky so i don't think uh, he yeah who would you have opening soon, uh, especially my opening i think they'll be going with uh shubman gill and rohit sharma especially they have a world test championship final so suddenly no, i don't think mayank agarwal will be making a uh, go into the yeah. indian test 11 very soon so uh, shubman gill and rohit will be opening then number 3 will be pujara number 4 the kohli number 5 will be uh, 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 ajinkar hane then number 6 i would like to see prashant uh, uh, pant then uh, both jadeja and hrithik chandranachum because ashwin has been in really good form uh, in australia we have seen how yeah. well he has bowled uh, the way he uh, kept uh, c smith quiet in through the series so uh, he deserves to go and uh, we need to trust uh, jadeja's batting more uh, because the way he has batted for last few years in test cricket has been phenomenal so uh, both deserves to play together in england Uh, so uh, seven and eight uh, locked with uh, Ashwin and Jadeja. Then three fast bowlers will be uh, Bumrah will be starting, Ishan will be starting, uh, Shami or Siraj will be playing. Uh, then if uh, pitches uh, suiting more uh, for paces, then I would like to see uh, Thakur ahead of. Uh, one spinner because Thakur's batting can be trusted. We have seen yeah. how well he has batted uh, yeah. in the last few months. So uh, we can trust his batting as well. So uh, his bowling will be uh, real uh, gold dust in with uh, Duke ball. Uh, he can make uh, batsman a run of money. So Thakur can be handy in uh, England conditions. And they are looking at Hardik Pandya. I don't know uh, where they will be fitting in because even recently Bharat Arun has told uh, they are looking for Hardik Pandya. But I would say uh, Akur will be a better all-round option in England. Uh, the way he has batted uh, in last few months, uh, the way he has played, uh, Star Cummins, Hazelwood in Australia, and yeah. his bowling can be really handy in swinging conditions. Yeah, he's been one of the most improved players from India, Shabul Thakur. So definitely worth a try over there. Um, Johns, we thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for for coming on the Crick Blog Podcast. Uh, it's a real honour to have you. Um, and yeah continue the great work you've been doing it's a pleasure to follow you and all the the updates you provide us on twitter thank you so much thank you so much thanks a lot for inviting me no worries so thanks to to johns for his time and his his wonderful thoughts there on uh what's happening in the ipo and also uh, his early experiences uh, as a cricket fan Um Nash before we go on and discuss the Sheffield Shield um as a New South Wales fan I want to keep that to a minimum but um in terms of your own memories growing up what was the first cricket match that you went to and um so, did really did it really help you fall in love with the game more Yeah 
so the first so there's two experiences the first experience that i'll talk about is the first match that i can remember watching live on tv that yep. that's the natwist series final between india and england at lords oh, that wow. india won um you know so i was yes i've i was born when tendulkar played the desert storm innings in sharjah those back to back hundreds against australia and the 99 world cup 2000 you know the kolkata test in 2001 all that happened in my lifetime but mm. i was you know i was too young to remember anything you know i was too young to understand cricket at, at the age of 5 in 98 Yeah. when the 2001 natwis sorry 2002 natwis series final happened at lords i was i was nine i was getting into the cricket fandom i was getting in you know understanding what cricket is i was understanding who sachin tendulkar is mm. saurav ganguly is and importance of lords importance of the test matches you know all that stuff and that that was the first match that i remember very very vividly in my mind that happened and then obviously um it was i think 10 30 or 11 at night in india <laughs> uh, and i was watching it my, with my dad and you know when saurav ganguly took took his shirt off and you know we yes. in, the, in the lord's balcony my me and my you know my, my I, i did not know what was happening but my dad sort of you know had a smile on his face but also you know was just staring at the tv yep. you know you know he was really happy i was really happy because i finally understood what was happening and that was a pretty important moment in my life to understand cricket and then mm. the next moment was the first match that i saw live it wasn't actually an international match it was a tour match that was played by the sri lanka odi team in in mumbai against a mumbai state side and it had all the you know all the stars from sri lanka where it was in 2005 i was 12 and again i went with my dad and it was just a tour match but it was really fun you know yeah. i met I met I have autographs from players like Chaminda Was, Jayawardenes and Ajay Surya. For Vis Maharuf, I remember him. He was he was yep. the, he was a good all-rounder. Um and you know Kumar Sangakkara so I've you know it was it was really it That's was impressive. a great moment to yeah it was a great moment to meet all of them. That was my first interaction with international players and you know that's how my fan you know <laughs> fandom began uh, with cricket but um that that's those two our memories will you know i will always carry those two memories with me yeah. and i think I, i i'm really excited to hear about your memories in australia very similar time to you 2002 2003 so it was, it was just before the 2003 world cup where yeah. i started to 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 follow cricket a little bit more and understand it i was 9 i was 9 years old at the time um and i was still learning about cricket um more into to rugby league here in australia and football uh, also no soccer so it's like learning more about cricket and i saw there was a spell in the vb tri series um in the australia england it was the second match of the final and brett lee was just outstanding and won the game for australia we were defending a low a lowish score um and brett lee ran through england take five wickets um and and win the game for australia and i was watching that and i was i was saying to my dad The World Cup is soon. Apparently, is that going to be in South Africa? He said, "Yeah, it's going to be in South Africa." I'm looking forward to that now because I've got a taste of this. I'm seeing Brett Lee in this sort of form, so pumped up. The crowd was so pumped up, and Australia winning. I wanted more. Um, and then the 2003 World Cup came, and it was an incredible experience for Australia, and especially for for my brother and I learning about cricket. to see Australia perform brilliantly and and one memory that sticks to me in particular is of course that world cup final uh watching Ricky Ponting th- play brilliantly that night against India and I I'm sorry to remind you of it yeah um, yeah definitely but, I don't but I know, I know that I know you never missed the opportunity to remind me that India won in Australia recently so I'll I'll remind yeah. you of the, I'll remind you of those 3 but but he and Martin producing that sort of performance it just helped me fall in love with the game even more and then a year later australia going to india and winning in the test series there it just yeah i thought i was really lucky to grow up wasn't wasn't that michael clark's debut series Correct. i remember yeah. that debut uh, at bangalore scoring that 151 i remember it like it was yesterday it was a special yeah. special knock and yeah it was a special performance by australia in that series there was no ricky ponting for the first three tests i know he struggled in india in 2001 but he's a great player and we missed yeah. we didn't have him there and we went in with 
one spinner, Shane Warne. We went Glenn McGrath. We went Michael Kaspervix. We went Jason Gillespie. Those guys were immense with the ball in those conditions. And, of course, the batting, Damian Martin, Simon Kadich, Adam Gilchrist, Michael Clark, Matthew Hayden, superb. Um, yep. So I was really fortunate growing up to, to watch that Australia side because they were so good. I just fell in love with the game um, yep, straight definitely. away. Um, yep. The first match I went to was actually a state game. Um, and it involved Glenn McGrath. So uh, we're actually sitting behind the bowler's arm and I got to watch Glenn McGrath bowl in the flesh. It was in, it was in early 2005, actually. It was just the New South Wales versus Victoria one-day game at Sydney. Um, and I remember Brad Haddon and Simon Cadditch played quite well that day. And Glenn McGrath and Stuart McGill took four wickets each and decimated Victoria. Uh, and it was really, really good to watch. Um, and I was watching it with my cricket teammates. Our, we were under 12s in that year. And it just, yeah, from there, the love for cricket just kept growing and growing. So I think that exposure, I think that exposure to great players and learning from those great players when you watch them play and, and sort of idolizing them in a way. Um, yeah. I think it's really exciting from an Indian perspective for you guys. You see all these great players coming through. Um, and then you're going to see the younger generations growing up and wanting to be the next Rishabh Pant or Jasper Bumrah or whatever it might be. So it's really exciting. And I think that's how the f- whole fandom with any sport starts, isn't it? Because 100%. You, you watch one athlete and that's, that athlete defines the sport for you. For, for many Indians growing up, it was Sachin Tendulkar yes. throughout, you know, throughout my lifetime. And uh, he started before I was born and he, you know, he played till I was what, 20, 20 Same. years of age. And, Same. you know, so that's, that's my whole lifetime. So that's his whole career. So, you know, it defines the, the, the athlete defines, you know, the sport for you. And then you, you latch onto these moments from, from time and from history that, you know, define what cricket means to you. And then you, you cradle them like they're all your own memories. So that, that's really what cricket has given me as, as a mm. fan. And speaking of the 2003 World Cup, actually, one of the fan moments that I remember, which, uh, which will be very, very interesting and weird for you as an Australian is, so when Ricky Ponting played that, you know, brilliant innings, yep. there was a rumor back in India that after, after the World Cup, there was a rumor back in India that Ricky Ponting had a spring in his bat. Oh, we know that rumor, yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and everyone just went crazy. Oh, that there's going to be a replay of the final. There's going to be a rematch of the final and Ricky Ponting is not going to be batting. Yep. We just went crazy. That rumor went on for like a week. And then mm-hmm. finally, the, the reality you know, sank in that, no, no, this is really happening. And I felt there was a lot of tension that later that year, I know Australia toured, uh, India, there was a tri series nah, with New Zealand. India, India toured Australia first. No, 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 Austra- didn't Australia tour India before? There was a TVS Cup tri series with New Zealand. Oh, I do yes, remember that series. Right. That's right. Yeah. And Australia yep. won it. And I remember a lot of, there was a lot of banter in the crowd from India, from Indian fans aimed at Australia. And that was all very new to me. I'm like, oh, I thought Indians were nice. What's going on here? Um, but Australia, I know Ponting was going through a bit of a tough time from memory in that series, but Australia ended up winning. And again, winning in a tough environment like that, where the odds are against you kind of thing and the, the opposition fans are all against you was, was really, really and special I think, too. I think that that change in attitude from the Indian audience is also credit to Saurav Ganguly, how 100%. he carried the team, how he carried the team as a captain and how he changed the perception of the whole Indian team. The, the moment when he you know, made Steve Waugh wait for the toss you know, the, that attitude, that kind of payback attitude, that, that's what brought Saurav Ganguly as a captain, you know. That's why the whole lookout of the Indian audience changed towards cricket. And that's, that's you know, yep. fans do adopt what their athletes, you know, what they see on the TV. They do adopt that as, as fans. So I think, I think it's, it's the way the, the modern cricketers are carrying themselves, the way Virat Kohli has been carrying himself, the way... You know, Joe Root, Steve Smith. I won't speak about Steve Smith, sorry. But uh, sorry, I went there. Sorry, it's, I went these, there. These cheap shots. You went there, man. <laughs> I, I, it's not cheap shots, but you went uh, there. sorry, I went there. <laughs> you know, the, the way someone like Kane Williamson, who is a perfect example of an uh, mm. ideal modern-day cricketer, what 
a cricketer should be like and what the fans could follow it's 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 brilliant as as you know as a, as a fan to watch all these cricketers right from the way i watched you know sachin tendulkar rahul dravid yeah simon you know michael clark matthew hayden ricky ponting it's been it's absolutely been brilliant nash you on your last warning any more cheap shots you off we completely agree with you men um you know we fall in love with players and they help shape the way we think about cricket from a very young age and yeah as i mentioned very very fortunate to have grown up watching that aussie team um just remarkable uh speaking of great aussie players manus labashain 2 years ago was a decent but not spectacular shield player averaged about 30 came into the australia side into in that 2018 19 series against india in that fourth test everyone was wondering who's this bloke made his debut a little bit earlier against pakistan in the uae yep it's incredible how far that guy has gone we'll talk about queensland in a little while but manus how much he's grown uh, in the last 2 years he's I think for me without a doubt the most improved in cricketer in the world in that period I, I I can't see anyone who would have predicted that this guy would achieve a rise like that I know there've been some magnificent improved cricketers in the world like Rishabh Pant recently but I'm talking over the last 2 years Yeah I think more so more so than being and you're absolutely right here like he he as as a player he has been the most improved as records show he has been the most improved player but it's more so i think he's mentally improved as well 100%. because the hunger the, the time mm-hmm. the, when he when he came in in the ashes against jofra archer after after watching you know steve smith get one on the head on the neck to come in to get one the same ball on the neck the ne- very next ball and to you know showcases uh, performance in yes. in the entire series he's not you know that that's when he become became undroppable like he yes. can't be dropped now he there's no way you can drop the best batsman in the probably the one of the best batsman in the world so the way he has improved not only his batting but his, his mental ability to be be a very great cricketer yeah it's, it's been absolutely brilliant i think sachin tendulkar hit the nail on the head he said he he saw a special player in manus when he got hit on the helmet that was really ugly i remember ben stokes standing there at leg gully sort of turning away straight away and thinking oh god it's happened again but manus got up straight away jofra archer yep. when he pitched the ball up manus got forward he didn't worry about what happened the previous ball he got forward knocked the ball down the ground for a couple mm-hmm. and i was chatting to the wee cricket guys before the australia india test series and they asked me is manus actually that good and i said yeah he is because he's shown he's got that mental capability that when he gets hit on the helmet like that and it's really ugly and you've seen what jofra has been doing before in the test match that he's still able to play the ball on the merits he's not hanging back on the back foot scared and yep. worried where and i think i think that's his i think that's his uh talent as an individual and not a, only as a cricketer because you can you, yep. can you can be great as a cricketer but you have to show that courage as an individual as as a person you have to show that courage you know imagine it's 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 an ashes test Steve Smith has just been hit you you are you know a con- concussion substitute the first one in cricket ever playing against you know against one of the n- newest and one of the best bo- fast bowlers in the world against an english crowd and that's that's where lords. you as yep. as an lords that's where you as a as an individual that's where you showcase what you got and he perfectly did that in that ashes series and the way he has been going from there he has been unstoppable like if he say he hung back on the back foot and nicked one through to the keeper next ball no one could have blamed him that's the thing yeah. because jofra archer was incredible people would have said oh look it's only manus's first test back he's coming in as concussion substitute it's difficult but he actually went on got a half century and he has not looked back since he's been awesome um yep so kudos to him and in this final um i know that the bowlers the queensland bowlers we'll touch on them in a sec they were brilliant in setting the game up but manus labashain his his magnificent knock his partnership with Bryce Street really broke the back of New South Wales there but on a on a on a challenging surface he made batting look very easy he batted on a different pitch yeah. to everyone else that's a sign of a class player 
Um, and I think kudos to Bryce Street as well. The way he I took love him. some blows, you know, some blows from Mitchell Stark. Yeah. Although Mitchell Stark was not bowling at his full pace, but he's still Mitchell Stark. So you know, he, the way he took some blows from, on the body and the way he gave back to Mitchell Stark. And I mean, here here is a bloke, one one of the you know great bowlers over the past five years in in all formats, Mitchell Stark. And here is here, here is a guy who's just playing for his state. And you know, I, I'm I'm not sure how old is he, but I, I don't think Bryce Street is that old. But you know, it, memory I be, think is to, in his mid twenties. But I'm good. Yeah, yeah. To face up to Mitchell Stark that way, I think all all, all kudos to him. For sure, um, he just smiled and um, just whatever. Get on to the yeah. to the next ball. So yeah, I mean. Uh, his style of batting is is a blast from the past, man. And I was mentioning it yep. in the previous podcast here. But what he does, he does what Pujara did for India here. That's right. Against the, against the similar Australian attack, Hazelwood, Lyon, Stark, wearing them down, letting the others bat around him. And you know what? It broke the back of New South Wales. New South Wales kept trying and trying. By the end of it, they were just spent. They had nothing left in the tank. And That's a lot right. of that is down to Bryce Street. We talk about, of course, Manus and... And in Queensland's superb batting lineup, but but Bryce Street at the top has made a he's made a really good impression in terms of just wearing wearing plays down. Probably one area he's got to improve on is probably being better at putting the bad ball away. I know there was a few short wide ones he missed, a few on the pads he missed. So with time he'll improve there and he'll become an even better player. But this it's very very promising to see to see it. even in this day and age where we've got so much white ball cricket, there's not a lot of patience in batting anymore. To yep. see someone like Bryce Street come in and, and, and play like that is, is really refreshing. And I hope we can Definitely. see him in, in Aussie colours, you know, in a couple of years down the track. That would be really, really cool. Um, Definitely. And now, um, yep. moving on to NSW, um, what do you make of their performance in, in, in a grand final? Yeah, yeah, I was saying, I was about to say that like one player I'd like to see in Aussie colours, one is Michael Nisa. Absolutely terrific bowler. Um, and New South Wales had no... Um, no answer to him and the likes of Jack Wildermuth and, and, and Xavier Bartlett were very, very impressive. But what really disappointed me from a Blues perspective is Queensland put a, a much higher price on their wickets than we did. That's what it comes down to in a final. I know, you know, the, the first hour, the first two hours actually of, of, the, of the match, I was feeling quite optimistic because the ball was doing quite a bit and Queensland were all over us. But Curtis Patterson... And Dan Hughes hung in there um, yep. and we're only one down just before lunch. So I was thinking we've set a little bit of a platform here, but that second session, that was some really poor batting. There was some really poor stroke play from the youngsters yep. like Jason Sanger and Jack Edwards in particular. And that was an opportunity for them to sort of knuckle down and, and make That's a right. real impression. And it didn't quite happen. It was just putting the price on the wicket and shot selection. Um, right. Too much loose batting. Um, maybe maybe overconfidence in their bowling department. Oh, uh, potentially, potentially, yeah. But at the same time, you've got to be willing to sort of stick it out with the bat. You, you don't want to that's be thinking right. about that. if you're thinking about that, you're not focused enough. Um, so that's a learning curve. I think Jason Sanger, he looks a million bucks when he's we walks out. He's got some yeah. beautiful shots in him, but yeah. And even know, the three three cover drives that he played, oh, oh. It, it was absolutely classy and elegant. Alan Border was saying it in commentary that every New South Wales batsman was struggling to score except Sanger. He was the one who yeah. came out and made it look easy, but it comes down to shot selection. See, Manus was making things look easy, but his, his shot selection and his ability to read length, his ability to manipulate the bowler in the fields, you know, wear them down. That's right. That's a sign of a class player. And if you, you've yeah. got to make sure you've got that about you. In terms of the New South Wales bowling, well, it's nearly the Australian bowling attack, and that's a concern. When, when batsmen are not giving their wickets away, you know, Nathan Lyon again found it a bit difficult to find a way to get the batsmen out, and Mitchell Stark the same. I thought Josh Hazelwood bowled pretty well, um, but similar story to the Indian series when a team sort of buckles down. The Australian, I think, this Australian bowling attack has to find a way to, to overcome that a little bit more in the future. So that's going to be the challenge. But I'd like to see someone like James Pattinson, even Michael Nisa, come in and have an opportunity for Australia going forward. Definitely. So you were right about that, that 100 and an easy Queensland win. Um, I told you that Queensland, that's look, uh, you were right. And it, look, 
you, you said it wasn't a hard prediction to make. Fair enough. Um, as a New South Watchman, you're sort of holding hope to have, have a close final, but That's Queensland, right. were, yeah. Queensland were superb. Queensland were superb. Um, and, and, and look, look, I understand because I, I come from Mumbai and we yeah. have won almost 42 first-class titles back in India. And over the, over the last couple of years, they haven't been going, you know, all right. So you always have that hope that this will be the year. Yes. But, you know, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. No question that Queensland deserved it to win in the match and also because of the great season they had. They're a very, very good side and, and congratulations to them. Um, this week, we also saw the end of the uh, Pakistan tour of South Africa. Um where South Africa put on some some very good performances in the two and a half, the first two and a half matches of that T20 series, I felt was all South Africa. Um, even the first game where Pakistan were able to get the win, they weren't convincing. South Africa then come and put a great win in the second T20 and then put over 200 on the board in the third T20. But then Pakistan chased it one down with more than one over to spare. It was incredible. And that set the tone for the last match. Um, Babar Azam. Now the number one ODI batsman in the world. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts of that as an Indian fan. Do you, do you believe he's the best now or do you, would you still have VK? Look, look, I won't say, you know, obviously he's one of the best. Yes. And there's no denying that. It doesn't matter if I'm Indian, if I'm English, if I'm Australian, if I'm, you know, Bangladesh. doesn't matter. If, if you see a good, a great cricket, cricket player acknowledge that, that's, yep. that's my... That's my understanding of cricket. If you see Good a great cricket player, acknowledge yep. that. Cre- credit where credit is due. And Barbara Azam is certainly one of the great cricketers, white ball cricketers right now. And yes, he has the potential to go on and do what previous cricketers, you know, what Virat Kohli has done, what Sachin Tendulkar has done, what uh, Muhammad Yusuf has done from Pakistan, mm. what Inzama Mulhak has done from Pakistan. You know, he certainly has the potential. And yep. Uh, right now, the number he's the number one ranked batsman, and that that's my understanding. The the way the you know there's fans that you know argue over oh, this is he's the best, he's the best. But all all I can think of is just enjoy the way they are playing their cricket, because before you know it, they will be at the end of their careers, and then you you'll be left wondering. So oh, true. Where has you know where you mean, they, yeah, you'll be left by. wondering. You'll be left wondering and say, oh, why don't I enjoy that a little bit more than I yeah, did? Definitely. Definitely. So that's Agreed. my, yes, to answer your question, he's one of the you know best batsmen, best white ball batsmen going around right now. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. He is. Um, and yep. So they're in Zimbabwe uh, for, for T20s and test matches. Um, and that starts in a couple of days. Um, so they've got three T20s and a, and a couple of tests there. So they want to, they want to make sure that they continue to perform. I don't think they'll have any problems over there. Um, but um, we'll see what happens. And more international cricket coming this week. Uh, Sri Lanka and Bangladesh are playing in a, in a, a test series. Um, two matches, which will be, I think, a very intriguing series. We should see what happens there. I, both sides are incredibly flawed. We know that. But um, Bangladesh won their last test in Sri Lanka from memory. So they'll want to... I don't know. They don't have Shakib now, which is going to be a challenge. But it'll be interesting to see what happens in that series um, back Sri Lanka to win. We'll keep an eye on that one and see what happens. Um, also Nepal, Malaysia and the Netherlands are playing in a tri series. It's good to see those sides getting an opportunity, but hopefully in the future we'll see them play more against the big sides um, down the track. We want to see opportunities for these nations to build um, because there's this passionate supporters in those countries. So we hope to see more of them in the future. So this week we had a, a, feature, a feature question um, that I put out to fans. Who has impressed you most so far in IPL 2021? Um, before we go through to fan questions, Nash, I wanted to see what your answer is to that question. Um, I, I, would, I, I would say two players. One is Glenn Maxwell and number two is Harshal Patel. Yeah, I think I'll go on the same. Yep. yep. And a special mention to Mohamed Siraj, a yeah. special mention to him because the way only because of the way he has carried himself uh, since the way he has, you know, he has been trolled so much. And that's what I 
really hate about social media is that they they troll a player so very, much. Very ta- very toxic. Exactly. Yeah. But the way he has come back, he has shown everyone where he belongs. You know, Mohamed Siraj is a, is a strange one. He 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 bowls with such good pace. He he hurries a batsman, and then you look at the speed gun. It's like one thirty three, one thirty four, one thirty five. Yeah. But it looks quicker than that. It does. He yeah. really he really hustles through the crease and, and and hurries the batsman up and gets the ball to move. So. Credit yep. to him. He's a terrific bowler. I've got the same two. I've got Maxwell and I've got Harshal Patel just because I think the impact of those two plays have had on RCB. We all know what AB de Villiers is capable of and, and he's an absolute legend of the game. We were discussing last week whether he's the best wipe, sorry, the best all-format batsman we've ever seen. And a lot of fans agree with that online. But it's it's what Maxwell has done Um and, and what Harshal Patel has done at the death and what Maxwell's done in the middle. So, so kudos to them. They've been absolutely superb. Um, right. Some fan responses in terms of which players have impressed most. Um, Index Vegan, uh, Vigano Cricket, says it has to be Harshal Patel. Um, DK's Cricket um, at DK's Prediction says, of course, Maxwell, if he performs... Every team fans love his batting unless he's our opponent. So those two players are there. Um, another name that's been mentioned a little bit um, from, from Crick Crazy Johns, from Karthik Graham, double one oh one, has been Ashdeep Singh. Yeah. Um, what do you make of his performance so far in the tournament? I mean, he's held yeah, his he nerve been, very well. Yeah. Yeah, he has been really good for Punjab Kings. And I think I mentioned in my article earlier about he he's, you know, he could possibly be the emerging player of the season for Punjab Kings as well because yep. he's the lesser known of the under-19 World Cup winning team in you know which won in New Zealand in 2018 that was captained by Prithvi Shah so he's yes. the lesser known uh, member of the squad and this season could be very well his uh, you know he can showcase what what he has and the talent that he has so um, I'm, yeah I've been really impressed by him so I think um, only time will tell where he where he takes his career lots of Lots of comments about Maxwell and Harshal Patel. Another name uh, from at Bunny HYD, or say Bunny Hyde, um, Chetan Sakaria. Very impressive start to the tournament so far. He'll play his third game today against CSK. He's been through a lot. I think, I, I don't know if you saw the personal yep. story of, of what's happened with his family. Um, he's only a young guy, and for him to show that sort of mental strength, um, has been has been something remarkable, and I'm looking forward to. That's true. I'm looking forward to see more of him. I was having a chat. Very fortunate before before IPL, I was on a media conference with Kumar Sangakara, and he mentioned Chetan Sakaria as someone to watch out for as an Indian pace bowling option, and we're seeing that ready. Um, so that's really really good to see. Going forward in the next week, Nash, um, before we end this podcast, which player do you think you know? Are you looking to keep an eye out for? in the coming games. Definitely Maxwell. Yeah. Uh, definitely Maxwell to see how, you know, um, how he goes in the next few games, but also, also Virat Kohli. I really mm. want to see him make runs. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Sandy Samson performs in the next week. Um, he's a player that historically starts the tournament very well, and then he can have a bit of a quiet period. So he had a quiet game in his last game. He hasn't had the best of time against CSK in the past, so we be interesting to see how he goes in tonight's game um, and whether he can produce a big performance. So there's episode five of the Crick Blog podcast. Uh, a massive thank you to, to John's Benny once again for, um, for providing us with his time. Um, big thank you to Nash for all your insights again, mate. Great stuff. Um, and a thank you to all of our listeners. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for, thanks for listening.